0: Hello there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hail to the Chim podcast, the uh, podcast that runs alongside the very popular TV show Ash versus Evil Dead. Um, when not talking about Ash vs. Evil Dead, we still like to keep things within the Evil Dead universe, and we have an incredibly special guest with us today. From Evil Dead 2, we have uh, Sarah Berry, more commonly known as Miss Annie Noby from the uh, Evil Dead 2. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi.
0: Sam, I'll take it. You can lead with a question here.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, Sarah, you you were sort of saying before about how you were how you were cast in the movie. I mean, how did how did the role, the audition, and things like that come about? How because did the I process be- go? Yeah, mm-hmm. because I believe it was your first. Uh, it was your first Sam. role. Uh,
1: there, it was through uh, an agent that that I was working with. Apparently, mm-hmm. she had grown up with Sam and Bruce and uh, Rob Tappert in Michigan, and as a special favor to them, because as You probably know they had virtually no budget. No, yes. So as a special favor to them, she agreed to call in actresses, young actresses that she knew to audition for them. So the very first audition was in this agent's office. But I had three separate auditions for the part. Wow. Yeah. First in the agent's office and in that audition... Um, the, the, the woman who knew me had originally asked me to come in and read for the role of Bobby Joe because okay. she knew that I was from the South and she said, I think you would be perfect for the part of this Southern wildcat. I said, mm-hmm. wow, I think that sounds fabulous. I'd love to read. For <laughs> it. So I came in and they gave me the sides for Bobby Joe and Being a young, hungry actress, I said, well, while I'm here, I'd really like to read for the lead, too. And uh, Sam said, oh, no, no, no. You're perfect for the part of Bobby Joe. I I think you're just perfect. I said, what have you got to lose? Let me read for Annie while I'm here. So he looked around for a few minutes and he goes, all right, okay, go ahead. So I, I wanted that part. I wanted the Annie part. So I really gave it all I had. And he sat there for a few minutes and then he said, hmm, now you've got me all confused. <laughs> so I think that's why they, they came back a second time. And the second time they auditioned me was in a friend's apartment on the Upper West Side. And by that time I was like, who are these people? You know, like, First in an agent's office, then in a, someone's apartment. And that's when he said, I, I want to hear how you can scream. So, um, in that audition, I just let it rip as loudly as I could. <laughs> I think he was stunned. It was, uh, Bruce and I think it was Bruce, Rob and Sam at that audition. And they put me on camera. And, um, I remember I had on cowboy boots and they shot me from head to toe with my white jeans and my cowboy boots. And and they said, all right, one more screen for the camera. So I really just let it rip again. And the woman whose apartment it was came out and said, I don't know what my neighbors are gonna say. (laughs) And then the third audition, and I think I had pretty much gotten the part by then. Uh, Bruce, Sam, and Rob came back to New York and it was, because I, I auditioned in New York City. Uh, I think they also auditioned in L.A., but I I was a New York actress. They came back and they asked me for breakfast at 730 in the morning. And I thought, okay, I know this game. They want to see, first off, if I still look good early in the morning, (laughs) if I'm a morning person and I'll be on time. And third, they sat me in a booth right by Bruce so they could see us side by side, I guess, you know, like the sort of couple we were. Yeah. So it was absolutely one of those magnificent experiences for me, because when I came into the restaurant, I was right on time. I knew I should be. And they had gotten there before. And it was uh, some, some little breakfast place up on 57th Street. And the waitress, who I'd never met in my life, she said, are you looking for three gentlemen? I said, yes, I am. So she walks in front of me and announces to Sam, uh, Rob, and, uh, and uh, uh, Bruce. She says, there is a beautiful woman here to meet you. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, she is my best friend. <laughs> Putting
0: you on a pedestal straight away.
1: I'm telling you, she set the stage for me.
2: Oh, that's fantastic to hear. Steve? <laughs> Well,
3: obviously, Annie was pretty much the sort of like in, the main integral character in Evil Dead Two. Um, I guess you could say she was the brains of kind of the group that found themselves in the cabin. Uh, how much of that flowed over to you on set? I mean, did you have to make sure the boys behaved themselves, or did you get stuck in with the jokes and the goofiness?
1: <laughs> I could not make those boys behave themselves if I tried. <laughs> Actually, it was true that, um, my character was a very serious character, as you pointed out. And, uh, and, and that, that I, I did kind of hold to a little more. Um, I, Sam is, is and was a very disciplined director. So he could be goofy, but he was always extremely professional too. Bruce as well. I would say the special effects guys, they were the real clowns. They were always cracking jokes, cutting fools, sort of doing things that were trying to make people laugh. But Bruce was also a very, very disciplined performer. Mm. Um, so off off camera, there was a lot of camaraderie. Uh, there were very long days on the set. We would usually get there around 630 in the morning and probably work a good 12 hours. So it, it was a, quite a long day. But uh, but yeah, my my character and probably the persona that I really stuck to more was was a sort of serious kind of um, more intellectual person.
3: I, I think that camaraderie and that professionalism actually it, it comes through in the final product because obviously even a two is classed by most people well most people i speak to anyway is one of the greatest films ever made so everything we see on screen and the the interaction with the characters the balance all the characters have with obviously yourself being very sensible uh bruce being the groovy guy and obviously uh, sort of uh, jake as well being this hideous character that you can't help but love what was it like working with danny and the whole characterization of jake just being this scumbag
1: well, Danny really is the kind of guy that he, 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 he is is as he seems. He's got like a heart of gold kind of a, a guy. So he's kind of rough on the outside and, you know, kind of acts like he's all rough and tough. But he's not at all. He's such a softy. He's a little kitten. So we, we all knew that. And he's especially like that with women, you know. So... <laughs> The, the take that I had to drag him down the hall all those oh. times do you remember that take?
0: yeah oh, yeah, one of my most yeah. favorite scenes
1: well i that that's there's an interesting story behind that because um I, I've talked a little bit with Bruce about it the last time I saw him, but i my memory is I did that take seventeen times. He thinks I exaggerated. <laughs> But it was at least 12 times. And Danny Hicks weighed about 220 pounds. <laughs> and I think I weighed 110 or something. And I think Sam was breaking me down. So the final one of them, he took, I think, the final one or two takes where I was just beside myself. I think I kicked him and screamed, stop it, stop it. <laughs> it's so good hearing it. It's like reenacting it. It's
0: brilliant. I love it.
3: It did look quite genuine that you were actually generally pissed off that this guy had collapsed. <laughs> and You were dragging him. but You were trying to save everyone and trying to sort of survive this. But at the same time, you were so pissed off that this guy was just yeah. passed out after being stabbed, I think, by yourself as well. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I stabbed him. Yeah.
0: Mistakenly, I think. So. Okay. Now, um, Sarah, talking about that scene, it's one of it's one of um, it's one of my favourite scenes entirely, just for the, uh, the the ridiculous death scene of Jake. Um, I mean, we're talking we're talking about like, for instance, you saying you you, you believe you took like seventeen. Attempts at dragging, uh, like sorry, doing the scene of dragging Jake and stuff like that. How right. torturous in general was it like on, on on set of the whole of Evil Dead Two? I mean, for 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 one of the characters, you got pr- put through a hell of a lot.
1: I Bru well, Bruce Bruce more than me. Obvious. Oh sure, yeah. But but yes, it it was a very grueling, um, a very grueling. Uh, um, I think it was nine weeks. Um, as I said, long days, it was Mm. extremely hot. We had no air conditioning and that we shot inside of an old school building that they rented. So the set was built inside of a gymnasium. So it was, it was brutally hot and, um, and they, they, they had no budget. So we had to go quick, 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 getting Mm. through a lot of material and they had hired very young special effects guys. So sometimes things kind of worked and sometimes they didn't. Everybody was always holding their breath, like, oh my mm-hmm. God, is this gonna work? Um I would say my probably as grueling as that scene of dragging Danny Hicks down the long, long hallway <laughs> yes. was Henrietta grabbing me by the hair when she was spinning Ooh, yeah. above. Um, that scene was incredibly grueling because not only was it brutally hot, it was so hot that uh, Ted Raimi's costume was melting. And (laughs) so the latex with which he was grabbing my hair was melting into my hair. Jesus. sweat was pouring from the orifice of his ear down onto my (laughs) face. As I was screaming and yelling. So it was the grossest thing in the world. So I had sweat pouring on me from poor old Ted Raimi, who was just about to die. Latex all in, embedded in my hair. He grabbed mm. the hair out of my head. So it, and, and, and it was so hot, we all thought we were going to pass out. So that, that's how grueling it was.
3: Steve? I remember watching uh, the film and until it came out on DVD and it's pointed out I didn't notice the sweat when Ted Raimi was in the Henrietta suit Mm -hmm. but now every time I watch it after obviously the commentary every time he turns his head there's this pouring like niagara falls of sweat and it's it's so disgusting
1: it, is, it was so disgusting yeah, it makes it, me feel
2: sick sitting at home watching it so i can't <laughs> imagine what
3: you <laughs> felt like
1: you and it it, in your head and your face
3: <laughs> it's brilliant because it's like an unintentional horrific thing in a horror film because they didn't realize there's gonna be sweat pouring out of his ear when you know it would be screened and But those things stick with people over the years. And I guess, have you been surprised by the dedication of the fans for like over 30 years of this franchise now?
1: I I was actually, I'm still kind of shocked, to tell you the truth. I hadn't been in touch with it. I had seen Bruce a time or two over the years, but many of the other cast members I had not really been in touch with. I wasn't even so aware that it was such a cult classic until... I'm a, I'm a psychoanalyst now, so I went on to another profession pretty shortly thereafter. And it seemed like this film kind of followed me wherever I would go. I would have people come up to me, if I worked in a hospital, or, and say, were you in a horror movie? I'd be like, oh, word. <laughs> <laughs> so it has, I mean, the dedication of the fans and their delight still after a 30-year-old movie is still pretty impressive.
3: Do you think that, um, obviously, with Lucy Lawless, is she's playing like a uh, an, a nobie as well in Ash versus Evil Dead. Do you think that they'll start to bring back the original cast members in some kind of flashback or time travel kind of scenario? And would you be willing to reprise your role?
1: Well, I think that would be so much fun. I would love to do that. Uh, Bruce, uh, w- I did a, um, a Wizard World weekend with Bruce and Danny Hicks and Ted Ramey and Cassie, um, DePaiva in, in August of this past year. So there were a number of us together and we did a Q&A from, uh, a, a very large audience. And that was one of the things that the audience kept saying. We would really love for you all to get back together, whether it's guest appearances. And so Bruce said, Whoever would like to do that sort of uh, clapper, or scream or whatever it was. And there was a roar. So he goes, well, okay, I guess numbers talk. So maybe they have that in the works. I don't know. It would be. fun."
3: I know everyone asks us the question. They ask what Bruce Campbell's like and what's it like to work with Sam Raimi. But actually, do you know what? I Actually, what's, what was Ted Raimi like to be around on set? Because he was so young at the time. What was it sounds he like in? he
0: went through the worst. Yeah. The suit.
1: I I really think Sam was hazing him in a <laughs> Uh well, Ted Ted was he, he was adorable because he was so young. He was green, green, green. But he so wanted to act. I mean, I think if Sam had said be naked, do anything, he would have done anything. <laughs> he was so eager to act. I mean, he loves acting. And so that
3: came across. He does seem it. I mean, he seems like a natural performer, but then again, to be honest, Sam is a natural performer when you see him, but he likes to shy away, doesn't he behind the camera? And, but he's got so much personality, but he's so quiet as well from what I've seen, obviously only on sort of television and YouTube and from conventions.
1: Sam is a very unique individual. Um, uh, again, he was. We were all young then, so you know he had obviously done other films. I mean, the sort of first Evil Dead, but he was so incredibly organized and always very, very um, his notes. And he would he he wouldn't really hang out with people at night or anything like that. He was always going over the the daily rushes and making notes as to what had to be done. And incredibly disciplined director he he was charming back then he was chain smoking. I think he went through three or four packs of cigarettes a day on the set. So those were the old days, you know, it never happened like that now, but mm. um, he, and, and he and Rob and Bruce, you know, they clowned together. They had their own almost vocabulary, you know, they're in jokes and they're, they were like brothers. So I guess that was the most striking to me is how, how well they knew each other and what kind of um, almost vocabulary they had together that was sort of shared by the three of them. They could almost look across the room and sort of give each other these signals.
0: <laughs> All right. One last thing that I need to ask uh, that's been grating on me for so many years is you, you spoke about the audition and stuff at the time. How ridiculous did the, did the the script look to you? Because – you're a part of possibly one of the greatest scenes in either horror or comedy horror, whichever you look at it, is obviously the sort of the montage clip of Ash putting the chainsaw onto his hand. At, at what point did, did, did you at all read that part of the script and be like, what on earth am I getting myself into?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did read the script. They gave me the script. They didn't give me the script until I actually got the part. Oh. Um they had given me sides, just sort of brief little scenes. They were writing. I mean, they were still working on it. I think I have in my possession three different sort of versions. Um, the last one was the one that they finally gave me the, the day we started shooting. And, and it was very similar. There were minor changes. But um, they had described it to me, and they had said, this is a crazy film. You are going to go through a lot of hardship." But we will have a good time, and I think we'll make something really good. So I just sort of went with my gut and went with it. Mm. I liked them, and uh, I thought Bruce was a very good-looking guy, so <laughs> I thought he would be really fun to work with. <laughs> so I, I just went with it.
0: Now, what you was just mentioning, there were like several changes to the scripts that had been made, and as far as I was aware i don't i mean me sam and steve have looked we're huge evil dead fans anyway and we try and look at everything we possibly can in the lore of it what was there any particular big changes that they made to the scripts at all anything that stood out
1: you know i can't really remember now i i oh. do know that it I, I i'd have to go back and look uh mm. through the scripts i've got left i do know and i don't know whether they did that later but you probably know that embedded in some of the language especially when um I was doing the recitation to the dead. Yeah. There were references to the Cohen brothers.
3: Oh, and, okay. oh, yeah.
1: And I think those were added, but I'm, I can't be entirely certain. I, I do remember I, I saw changes and I thought, well, what is this about? And then Sam explained it, that, you know, these were sort of tongue in cheek mm. things for Joel and Ethan to see. So they yeah. would uh sort of, you know, have this sort of shared director sensibility <laughs> together. Yeah. Oh,
0: happy Sam? Yeah, okay.
2: Um, Sarah, you said um, earlier in the year you uh, you did a, a panel with Bruce and that. Um, I mean, obviously, with the, the TV show Ash vs. Evil Dead uh, sort of becoming mega popular now, I mean, do you think you you see yourself doing some more panels, some more conventions? Obviously, the demand's going to be there even more so than it already was. And obviously, we've seen that the... Um, is it like uh, Betsy Baker and that are, are all part of the Ladies of Evil Dead that do the panels? I mean, would you like to join them or even create Ladies of Evil Dead 2?
1: Well, you know, uh, we, we actually talked about it in, in the, last, uh, the, the last one because the Ladies of Evil Dead 1 were there. Ah. And I had never met them. I didn't know them. But we all went out for dinner together and kind of got to know each other a little bit. And they're lovely people. And um, we we thought if we if we do this together, we're gonna we're gonna make it really fun. Yeah. So uh, it, for me, it's a lark. It's um, you know I'm 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 an extrovert. I really like to talk to people. So the big fun for me was meeting all the fans. There were people who knew all the lines, and they'd want me to say the line. And we, we had fun doing that so yes I, I i would i would be thrilled to do that
2: i mean it's surprising because you, the way you tell the story you know you're like a natural you know it's uh, it's almost you know i'm, I'm almost not convinced that that you know you you barely do them so
1: well you know i'm 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 in another profession now i'm you know i'm i'm a psychoanalyst i have a whole other life i give papers at conventions and so um and and i have a private practice but but this is fun for me it's sort of like a Secret little hobby.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, we—I mean—we appreciate it, and we especially appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk to us. Definitely. You know, it's Absolutely. been an absolute pleasure and an honour. Uh, and what we'll do now is um, we'll, we'll we'll let you get on with your day. And um, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, can people Thanks. catch you on social media at all? You know, if if any any listeners or any fans of the series want to send you a shout out or you know say hello,
1: I, I'm 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 a little mysterious that way.
2: Ah, yeah. okay. Well, uh, well, thank you in so fact, much again. In so... Fact, it
1: took them a long time to track me down again. They just found mm-hmm. me about two years ago.
2: Yeah,
0: oh. okay. You're yeah. not a hide and seek champion anymore. then. <laughs> yeah.
1: I-, I enjoyed talking with you three. So, oh, thank Good. you so much. Good luck. Thank See you all so time. much. Okay, bye. <laughs>